When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Russ and my hammers 11. Hope you are all safe and well. Now we're back in tears. Tier three, wherever we're in now. We're, you know, obviously, you know, London and Essex are in tier three now. So <sighs> anyway, hope you're yourself and well. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you're made of any time we put new content on. As always, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untucking. I've just realized the way my the way my thing is, look, you've missed the fact that I've got this shirt is so old. It's, biz- <laughs> it's Sisbabo, but look. Oh no, the E was crap. The E's got as well. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Regardless of my uh, of my how crap my uh, my ironing was back in the day, um, we've got another guest today. Of course, um, he's he's. We're talking about his book. He's doing a really cool book. It's going to be published uh, next year, some early next year, is it, Dan? In January, yeah. January. We'll, we'll come to that. Anyway, that is Daniel. How how are you doing, man? How's you? I'm well, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. I'm all right. Uh, sort of getting it's, it's like a get, being back in tier three to me it's almost like having a you know a comfortable pair of trainers back on a comfortable pair of slippers you sort of <laughs> sort of move back into it all that hysteria exactly you know where you are exactly tier two yeah i mean i mean tier two i didn't know what i was doing was i going to a shop could i go into what shop was open at least tier three is like right okay okay <laughs> no pubs for you no restaurants for you <laughs> No yeah. substantial meals or scotch eggs or anything. No, 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 no scotch eggs. You know, you saw pictures, didn't you, of people in in pubs with like a scotch egg in their pint, you know, on top of their pint and stuff like that, and <laughs> and and beer soup and all that stuff. None of that bullshit. Now it's like we're in tier three. And yeah. You got to live with it. No going out for you, yeah. No, exactly. You stay in and watch more Hammers Eleven, my Hammers Eleven, exactly. because that, that's exactly. what everyone should do. Um. Anyway, um, how have you been, man, in this sort of weird world we live in now? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, the book kind of came about because, uh, like a lot of people, I was furloughed in March and uh, yeah. they made redundant, but luckily enough, found them done a job uh, Brilliant. pretty quickly, um, which I know a lot of people haven't been as lucky as that, but Very true. luckily we managed to do that. But the book basically came about, I wanted to write it for a, a couple of years and, and all of a sudden was thrust upon like a period of leisure really and i thought well this is the time if i was ever gonna do it it was gonna be now so yeah yeah kind of plowed on from march late march and and then finished it by well it was was a long process but it's july august time so. fantastic let's let's get on to the book so obviously for those who don't know uh dan's written a book it's it's coming out in, in january and it's about a period of time which as we as we discovered when we first chatted um no one's written a book about no 
So it's about the great escape, obviously. You see that see Dan's Twitter handle. So the greatest escape, obviously, that that fantastic season that was in terms of uh, you know, staying up with the skin of our teeth. Games, it was fantastic. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I glossed over, and I think that's the trouble is people have glossed over the the the, the crapness of this and just the mm. the weirdness of that season. And just remember that it's just that last period of games. And I think that's what's really cool about the book is that. You know, you're focusing on that absolute crazy season. Yeah. Um, just a mental season. As, as you said before you started, you know, change of ownerships and, and things like that. There was a lot going on in that season, wasn't Massively. it? Absolutely. I think as well, it's kind of the most West Ham season potentially of all time. Like, only we could sign two of the world's top-rated young players, add that to a team that got to the FA Cup final, and then go nine games without scoring a goal. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one's ever doing it. We, we, like, I remember the day we signed them, speaking to my... This is this bit's in the book, but I was speaking to my dad yeah. and thinking, this could be the Champions League. My God, we might win the league. Yeah. And then we're bottom in January. <laughs> no, it's just... It's like only West Ham could manage that. But Tottenham are never signing them two players and then being no. 19 Friday. It's just we find special ways to... <laughs> we do we find special and i think that's we're a special you know we're a special club yeah. we find special ways to to manage to and the most yeah thing of, of all is sorting out absolutely at the end when there's no hope when you're 10 points 11 points behind with nine games to go so of course then it works out and you stay up you know, that's the and that is so west ham as well isn't it it's always you know <clears throat> you know when most of the time when those chips are down and it's like no, then we turn up, and it's like yeah. where the fuck has this team been going for the last season? You know, half a season, and then yeah. we become world beaters for those last few games. Um, as you said, that is just such a West Ham thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. It's just West Ham, you know. Yeah, it's, we, we know it. Javier Mascarano, and by February, <laughs> Nigel Farage is in midfield. You know, like it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, Nigel but, You know, like it. It wasn't. I think like, anything um, that we thought would would happen. And I say no. I'd. Um, yeah, I was amazed no one had ever wrote a book about it because people write, I mean, you, you, if you Google Tevez, I guarantee you there'll be an article within the last three months someone's wrote about the, the signings yeah. of him and, yeah, yeah. and in the end. But there's a massive story in the middle that no one ever has ever talked about. So yeah. I thought, well, I had some time. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? And I think it's something which... And again, it's a, it's a slight. We've obviously, you know, there's a lot of books coming out about, as you said, like the last season, the bowling and and, da, 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 and this type of thing. But as you said, you know, people would, would tend to bookend that season with the Man United game mm. and the signing of Tevez and Mascherano. And as you said, that bit in the middle, no one's. And as you said, there was a change of ownership. We, we had managers coming in. Yeah, um, you know, it was. Who'd have thought that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Beginning of that year, FA Cup final finalist the season before and. You know, it, it seemed that we were kicking on. You know, it was there was you know, and again, it has it's never really happened where you sort of have that good season and there's a real level of investment on that team. Even in eighty five, eighty six, people yeah, yeah, absolutely. around there. You know, they didn't capitalise on the fact they finished third. They just mm. carried on. You know, and they had you know didn't turn out particularly well. But um, you know, obviously, we'd got to the FA Cup final. We'd obviously was up that season. And then, you know, these two international Argentinians coming in, you're thinking, yeah. this is it. Yeah, in fact, on, on top of signing a lot of other players, I mean, I talk about that a little bit in the book as well, that we signed a lot of players, because we were in Europe. People forget, we went straight out yeah. Europe, but, you know, we've seen that recently as well. <laughs> you know, at least when the Romanian team that knocked us out that time. But, um, yeah. 
you know, we were in Europe and we signed a lot of players for the sake of signing players. But then at the end, you'd sign these two world-class players and you thought, well, this will kick on, added to that. And I say, like, only we can do it, it feels like. And then somehow it all got worse. So. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of those seasons, it's like... And it's it's funny because I'm I'm rubbish at remembering seasons, but and I can't remember a lot of games at all. And obviously, I remember the Man United game because everyone mm. remembers the Man United game because of the game it was. Um, and I also remember we used to periodically because we started playing the Great Escape music. Yeah. In that last ten games, because I really I remember it. Me and I remember Jeremy sort of saying, me and him going. I think it was Jez actually said to me, "We should start playing the Great Escape." As a he said, it's a joke, and yeah. I thought. And then they started doing the huddle, didn't they? They started doing this huddle. Yes, yes. And and it's it just seemed always that that's always the hallmark, you know, you're getting relegated. And they started doing the huddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. come on, guys, we can do this. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> They're just trying to show, look, no, like, honestly, lads, we are trying. <laughs> we are trying. But I like a team for huddle, I'll be honest. I I, I that's the one thing about West Ham I, I have I've never really warmed to is the fact that, you know, some of these other teams and it might be <laughs> Yes, speak maybe a smaller team mentality with these guys when they do the huddle. I love a huddle when they've you know they've, they've, taken the, they've done the coin toss and they get in a huddle. <laughs> Come on, we can do this, and then they start. You know, I don't like all the you know one person walking around like Deck does high fiving everyone. Come on, you know, slap on the hand, yeah. yeah, slap on the bum or whatever. You know, just get everyone in together, break, and then get ready to play. Um, and obviously we did that, and we had the you know the old great escape music because <laughs> I was because I was surprised because I was. There, that was a pre sort of pre social media wasn't really a thing there. Really. We would have got, I would have got absolutely rinsed on like, <laughs> and I probably did on these at mother Brown and stuff like that for yeah. playing that music. But then it sort of became a bit of an anthem. It did become a bit yeah. of an anthem, I think. And yeah, massively. I remember the Bobby yeah. game, it being sort of sung and things and people, because that was yeah. the first game, the last home game of the season. That was the first time it really looked we might do it. And yeah, I remember it becoming a thing. You know, like Crazy. off the back of that, I remember it. But yeah, now you've said that, I remember that just before the game started, they'd play it after bubbles. We'd play, it, yeah, we do bubbles, and they'd go in for their huddle, and then we'd play the. <laughs> and it's like, thinking about it, it's like I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get away with it now. I, I could no, not do that now, honestly. That you never would now. I never. There was a lot of things we used to do there, which in hindsight we would never get get away with doing them now. Um, we were rogues there. No, it was just, just it was just like you know, it was less governed and stuff like that by the Premier League and stuff as well. So it was you could get away with doing that as well. But yeah, God, the great escape! Can't believe we did that. But obviously, yeah, I mean, it was such a you know fantastically West Ham season the whole season from you know from being absolutely dire to being yeah. you know turning over Man United at their gaff and. Well, that's the thing. We beat United and Arsenal home and away that year. Yeah. You know, like, we haven't done that again since. And I, don't, I haven't yeah. checked that, but I guarantee you we haven't. You know, like, through the rubbish, we met, we beat him 1-0 home and away, both both games, both teams. It's mad. And Such like, a West Ham thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I say that in the book, from from being as messed up as we were, like, I actually say yeah. this legitimate thing, if Derby, you know, that terrible Derby team, which someone else might be being worse than this year, mm. also, they, they turn up in the book a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but... The run we had in the last nine games, if Derby had done that, they'd have only gone down by five points. That was really? insane what we pulled out was. Yeah. Like, you know, so seven wins in the last nine games. 
you know, like having won, I think we've won four or five games the entire season. I mean, it's, so it's the most West Ham thing, but I don't actually think, I think because of the Tevez thing, I don't think it gets talked about. Enough. No, no, definitely. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, because the Tevez thing sort of shadowed it afterwards and the aftermath shadowed it as well, yeah. wasn't it? So, yeah. <clears throat> no team's ever come near that doing that. You know, like, no. you know, as I say, that Derby team would have nearly stayed up if they'd done that. That was how, that was how down we were, you know, like, <laughs> After the Tottenham game, you know, like it was gone. Well, that Tottenham game, that was that was the one, wasn't it? That Tottenham game, that uh, you know, when 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 Tevez finally fucking scored, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the the touch paper, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Really, that that got every everyone going, and I remember, yeah, seeing Mark Noble crying and stuff like yeah. that, and um, the worst. I mean, they, they were showing yeah. it on Sky a little bit during lockdown. I still can't watch it. Apparently, I think it was I talking to it was one of the players. Obviously, we we mentioned just before we start. Obviously, we've had, we've had quite a few players who were around that time we've interviewed, and and he and I don't think it was Anton. Don't think it was Anton, but it was someone. Um, and that was the game that Tevez realised what West Ham was all about. Apparently, mm. that's what he said. Um, in that and 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 that's where he that's that, that started the fire in him as well because yeah you know it was just. It was just like a headless chicken, really, really. I think until Curbs came in, really. Um, yeah. Well, they bought him, obviously, not knowing they were going to buy him. And no. I don't think they had any idea what to do with him. No. Or the two of them. No. I mean, Mascarano played in one way, but I think they kind of hoped Tevez could play wide, maybe, play up front. But we'd had strikers that had scored. Yeah. You know, And I guess that's another thing with a year that people forget is Ashton at the start of the year. Yeah. Is we had Ashton, and then... <laughs> And that was like I think three days before the season started. That's another thing we didn't forget. I mean, that yeah. you know, like for instance, like that is the equivalent now that Liverpool losing Van Dyke. Well, that was for us. Yeah, you know, he was on the verge of England and as good a forward as I'd seen, pure forward as I'd seen. But to this day, I've seen play for us pre-injury. Yeah, and to lose him, and really, I mean, he came back for a bit, but essentially his career was over. Yeah, yeah, you know, I no. think he'd say that as well. Yeah. And, and that's that. exactly and that and that that is the most West Ham thing as well because we 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 want players to we want players to get into the England squad um, and stuff like that and then to get hobbled by arguably the smallest player to play for England I think yeah it's, it's such a West Ham <laughs> thing you know yeah I am um, yeah I, I researched that because they were playing a friendly the Wednesday before and they've never done it again. England have never played a friendly the midweek before the season started ever again. They obviously looked at that and thought, no, we won't do it anymore. And if that's the last time England ever played a friendly before the season started. <sighs> Typical. <laughs> Typical, isn't it? It's like so it's like but but, but West Ham's littered with those like sliding doors moments, aren't they? There's what yeah. ifs. So that's why that's why West Ham fans are the way we are, because it's always what if. Because if you haven't won fuck all. So it's <laughs> like, you know, what if what if Ashton hadn't got injured at, you know that season? What would have happened? You know, yeah. him the combination of him and, Tevez, and my God. that's what I mean. Him and Tevez, a lot of people pick their elevens, and it is Ashton and Tevez up front yeah. for their dream favorite eleven or whatever. You know, and it's um, God, that would have been amazing. Would have that would have been amazing. Twenty I mean, um, three Ashton or something, yeah, give or take. I mean, he, he theoretically could still be playing now. Yeah, you know, yeah, amazing. Mm. And I said that's enough one again happened in that year, and it gets forgotten about. You know, it is mad the amount of stuff that happened in that year. Someone should write a book about it. Someone should write a book about it. It's funny, someone said it's yeah in January. Um, yeah, no, and, and look, I mean, 
you know, we have, as I said, I think we when we spoke to Anton a lot about it, um, you know, he was quite candid in what he said. And, um, you know, he put most of that comeback down to the, the sort of the captain, captainship of, of Lucas Neal. Um, yeah. I've and, seen interviews for a lot and we'll talk about him in a minute, I guess, because that's my right yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of you know, a lot of people said that. I think I've read reports where people said after the Tottenham game, he went in there and said, "We'll, we'll stay up now. There's nothing to worry yeah. about." Which, yeah. Well, which I think is... there was two stories. One was one was that um, I was talking to a, a fan who who put who put Lucas Neal in his in his uh, in his team. He's eleven, and he spoke of a time where obviously you know you could put your hand for the railings and get us get an autograph mm. and someone asked someone shouted out behind you know like loud mouth something about i'll oh, just fuck off you know you know you're on too much you don't care about us you know you're on too much mm. money you'll just go to a liverpool ever and he just said and he just basically shouted everyone went, stop 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 we are not going to go down as long as i'm playing in this team <laughs> or something, but he's like yeah i can't really do the accent but you can imagine it's like yeah oh, and he was right and he was right. And, um, and there's a story of um, Anton says of of Lucas calling a team meeting um, in one of the one of the sort of catering rooms up in the uh, I think one of, their, one of the bars where they used to have their breakfasts. Hmm. Um, players meeting. They all walked in, and and Curbs and uh, Mervyn Day were like the last two. And basically, Lucas Neil shut the door on them and said, <laughs> "This is players only, mate." players only mate um that was, that, was good. <laughs> that wasn't too bad it wasn't intentional either so it's probably, <laughs> that's just, you can't tell i got an a-stein drama a gcc um and then and then he said uh he basically sort of turned around and said look if any of you don't want to fucking be here then, then tell me and we'll get you out tomorrow you know what i mean we're all in this together and i can imagine that would be like for you know a lot of kids i mean anton was like i was like shit myself you know i wanted to be yeah. there but still it's like very intimidating but um there was a good team. There was, a, I mean, it was a cracking team. I mean, we're probably doing a lot of it for your eleven, but um, it was it was a great team we had. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Just one of those for things. A while, just yeah. But yeah, the, the team. Yeah, we'll talk about. I was um, saying to my wife, I was like, I think at least five of these would be in contention for my my all time team anyway. Yeah. Which it shows how mad it is. I mean, I've been going. I think a similar time to yourself. And yeah. Um, sort of ninety two. I started going and. Yeah. My, uh, quite a few of these would be in, um, yeah, would be in and in, in and around it, and yeah. so the fact that we actually managed to go down with it is quite <laughs> really. Yeah, it sort yeah. of shows the 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 West Hamness of that team because probably a lot of them may well have been in the previous year at the FA Cup final, and, and mm. you know, it's, a, it's it's crazy when you think about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, but in the same way. You know, 2006, so you start going 92, so you're sort of getting towards late teens, early 20s maybe, you know, and that's when you're – I think that's when people associate themselves most with football. Um, yeah. So it's just natural. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy when you think about it. Just, <laughs> it's like we do these things. And I, and I look at – so I did a team the other day of people who have only been picked once in our <laughs> 250 ones. And I'm like, oh my god! Look at it's like Canute, Denver Bar. I, I could not believe people only picked him. He was excellent. I know, and it's it's quite. But he was just one. It's funny. We had um, and this will come up after his. So it's the the pre. I interviewed um Stephen Bywater this yeah. morning, and uh, he. He he put Canute in his team, and I and, and I mentioned it. So I was like, he wouldn't be in that team anymore now. But he was like, he was absolutely. I I, I used to 
watch him. He says, I'd almost be not watching the game. I'd be watching him because mm. he was just such a phenomenal, he was just such a phenomenally gifted player. Yeah. And um, yeah, brilliant. Random but, yeah. personal story about Canute, which I, I used to, um, when I was in East London, I used to work in the Asda on the Isle of Dogs. Yeah. And Canute lived near there. And um, I used to work on the Tills when I was sort of 16, 17, 18. And he used to come in on a Monday night when I used to work there. Yeah. And he came in once and um, obviously I knew who he was. I mean, God, he was like nine foot tall. You could <laughs> yeah. not see him. And I sort of half talked to him and he was quite polite. And then basically for about three months, we had this split coming on a Monday night and go to my team and we'd have a little chat. And he was oh. the nicest guy. But essentially I used to tell my friends like, oh, like I'm semi-friends with Freddie Canute. And they, you know, obviously, yeah, of course you are, of course you are. I remember once we were stood outside a chip shop opposite my secondary school and he pulled yeah. up in his car to go and get a pod and chips, right? And they're all like, um, oh, here's your, fr- here's your mate, here's your mate. And I'm thinking, oh, God, he's going to walk past me. They're going to absolutely <laughs> slaughter me. He literally came up, tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, you all right, mate? So like my entire like, friendship was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, just assuming this was just random, like, lie yeah. I'm telling. He was the most friendly bloke you could ever meet. He was so polite. Yeah. Um, yeah like, just, oh. I'm just a random 16-year-old kid asking him if we're going to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> But that's it, and it was like that. That generation, so that I, I mentioned it loads of times. Where when you live in Loughton, Loughton was like a hotbed for oh, West Ham and Tottenham fans, and Tottenham players and West Ham players. And yeah, I used to work in Safeways, and when I was like 15, 16, and we'd get like I mean, Shaka would be in there every week doing his, mm. his, his big shop, um, <laughs> his, his Friday big shop, and he was so tall you could see him over like all the aisles that's when you know he was coming yeah. you could just see him he's so tall we had like exactly we had um oh no exactly you, you would look at them because they were so freakishly tall yeah. um we had uh we had samassi abu <laughs> and and i had like my gcse french in the old back pocket so you know <laughs> it was just like laying that down you know I was spoke Spanish just then, but no, you know, Ue <laughs> la toilette pour femme. No, that's Spanish. One of the, one play. Of the most mercurial players you'll ever see. That guy. Do you know what we did? Um, we did a thing with um, we do like this individual nights. Where we take like a player, and we did like one on John Artson, one on Trevor Sinclair, one on Steve Potts, one on Ludo. We did one on John Artson, and Martin, who does the announce at West Ham, he put yeah. together this fantastic um. It highlights back your joy. There was so much Samassi Abu in there. So much Samassi Abu. Yeah, he was he was like setting up goals. Six nil when he like scored two and set up three. It was and I thought I've seen the birth of a new Ronaldo. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he was until recently a tax to a taxi driver in Basildon. I think uh, that's the story I've if heard. He, if he isn't now, I don't I don't want to know. I want him to no, be that forever. He definitely <laughs> was. I believe he's got a coaching school in Ivory Coast now, but I believe he used to be the uh the taxi driver or <laughs> in, not the taxi driver, but <laughs> a taxi driver. There's not one in Basildon. There's there's a few. I like the thing you just get <laughs> he's, he's fucking busy, I tell you. He's driving everywhere oh, dear, it's all the festival. yeah festival park to barley lands and <laughs> stuff like that oh my knowledge of basil is, is is renowned um yeah and who else and we used to see oh, it's, it's like an alan partridge sketch it's like um that was it i used to see uh paul kitson 
Yeah. Ian Woolworths buying pick and mix. He lo- he always bought pick and mix. That's honestly, the worst clue though, I've ever honestly, yeah. Paul Paul Kitson <laughs> with the pick and mix in the in Woolworths, and it wasn't like a little bag. He went tub. He was like, tub. and it's like I remember used to watching him, and I used to do it, and then he'd play on the Saturday. He played really crap, and I'd be like, yeah, too many flumps yeah, today, kids. <laughs> yeah, he's like couldn't move for flying sauce. Like flying sauce was falling out his pockets. You know, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but they used to, I mean, the age they used to do their own shopping, and it wasn't yeah. like Deliveroo. It wasn't like they had yeah. staff to do it, you know. And that's, I mean, you're never a, getting them Premier League for no, no, no. There's something so exciting when seeing one of your play, one of your favourite players, or any player really, um, in a situation that's not the football pitch. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I remember they're, they're a human being. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. A game character in real life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But you used to see him all the time in in yeah, like walking around the, you know, well, I don't know, well, not uh, didn't have Costa Coffee there, but you can imagine Ian Bishop coming out of a latte, you know, or so, you know, that's what he used to have. I remember, buddy, where did we go? We had a holiday, and it was like, um, oh, what was his name? Oh God, Steve Sidwell. That was it, Steve Sidwell, Steve Sidwell. Sitting, sitting opposite me on a flight to Dubai the other like that's a few amazing. years ago, and then we. Maybe end up chatting like you always do because you just do, and it's um, but it's like that generation like was so, um, you know, you could walk, you know, it's almost like you felt like if you walked into a pub, they'd be propping. You wouldn't be surprised if they were having a pint, and that's what I think is really disappointing with this with with modern football is young kids. So like your so like your sons, for example, they won't experience that that sort of footballers are like up here they're like on this uber level aren't they they're so mm. they're athletes they're finely tuned athletes you wouldn't ca- catch them in hollywood's in romford having a, no. on, a on a tuesday I'm night sure you? so i used to, to do one yeah. quick story just because i know my dad will watch this and he'll go on in. All this story so <laughs> my dad lives in in, in docklands and west ham stay in the hotel there yeah and one sunday he's out walking his dog and slavin um was going past it when he's the manager yeah. And um, so my dad, um, he's not the most technological of all people. He's going to actually hate that tell this story. So he sees Slav and has a quick chat with him and asks for a picture, but has no idea how to do a selfie on his phone. <laughs> so Slavin, in the end, takes the, my dad's phone off him and does it for him. So essentially, Slavin Billy yes. asked my dad for a selfie. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the pub story, isn't it? When we go back to pubs. Watch that, I absolutely I, I remember getting the picture. I was like, how? You don't even know how to do that. He's like, no. Big Slav took it. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll, I think he'll hate that I've told that story. Oh, now, that's, that's what I love about this, this channel. There's always little interest, little stories, little personal stories, interaction with players, interaction with managers, interaction with each other. And that's the whole point of it because it's just, mm. it's you know, it's something that, and that's pretty a story that you're. As well. It is, and that's a story that gets passed down to probably every Christmas. That gets yeah. reeled out every time Slav's in the telly. Oh, yeah. there he is. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Adding the photo that, yeah. on your phone. But, yeah, I always enjoyed that. But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. Right, anyway, first question, 25 right. minutes in. Um, that's a record, I think, today, to be honest. <laughs> well, uh, right, okay, first question is, why are you a West Ham fan? Obviously, your dad's a fan as well, but why yeah, are you a fan? Yeah, got me into it. Um... Luckily for my mum and my dad, from like, we're both West Ham fans, both their families sure. were. Um, my dad's been going since, like, my dad was born in 1960, he's been going since, like, 68. Um, went to, like, drove to Belgium, like, with his mates for the Cup Winners' Cup final in 76. Wow. And, yeah, and got me into it, sort of, 
92 and I had no interest in it at all. Little seven-year-old me. He used to take me to games like we've just gone down and yeah. I used to take my WWF figures in a carrier bag because I had no interest. So I used to sit and play my WWF figures while he was... Uh, take that, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, yeah. I had no interest. <laughs> and then one day, and I saw you tweet about this recently, Oxford at home. Yeah, um, yeah. And I remember... Um, going into the game and thinking, do you know what, I'll leave the figures at home. I'll go give this a go. He keeps taking me, so I'll see if it's any good. Left the figures at home. I think we were 1-0 down in two minutes, 2-1 two yeah. up in about 10 minutes. We won 5-3. And I legit missed, I think, two two home games in the next 10 years. So I was absolutely completely wow. all in from that. Fantastic. And yeah, like, just absolutely, like, it just was hooked. And, like, and that's the thing. Everything. And you're right, once you're in, you're hooked. I haven't interviewed anyone in... 250 whatever you know uh interviews where they've said you went to my first game it was all right took it or leave it. but you, you're yeah. a little bit like that but not after you took it seriously you well, know yeah, what I mean? so I just... it basically became something i wanted to do because yeah just taking, i mean i was young you know like I'm, yeah. I'm the oldest of, of three boys so like um i was the first one he was trying to get involved in it so yeah no um no real uh, connection past my dad, but as soon as yeah, as soon as I got into it, that was all I was bothered about. I knew we had season tickets together for till I went to university in two thousand three, and yeah, and, and, since so. And that's the lovely thing. It's like as you said, like it's about you and your dad, and and now your boys, and you know it, it's you know people people take the piss about you know about football and stuff, but it is like a it is a family is it's a family experience, isn't it? It's not necessarily. I mean, you know, at the moment, obviously, people, you know, obviously, they went to you know, we had two thousand in for United game, and and obviously not not for the Palace game, and probably not until a while now. I reckon mid February time. I reckon to be honest, yeah. but um, people have sort of. Or okay, we're not necessarily going to the game. You know, when when obviously it came out, you had two thousand. There was lots of people going. Oh, I wouldn't get a ticket anyway. I, I wouldn't want to go because it's not. You know, it's not right. It feels like it's, it's not. And it's not necessarily watching the football because actually you probably got a better seat now, warmer seat, less yeah, more more uh, more more COVID friendly seat. Yeah. on on sky sports or amazon prime or whatever so um but it's that togetherness isn't it and that's why i think people miss and you know particularly for families as you said it's a family it's a family affair but it is a yeah. family affair isn't it really in terms of in terms of going to the, the football well, i think even more yeah, so like, than. my dad take me i take i took my eldest jack yeah yeah we, we were seeing to get olders in the um centenary upper for two years and then uh, when we moved to london stadium and then my yeah. youngest adam and being fair hasn't had the chance to go to many games Fun yeah. fact, his first game at home was Burnley, the one where everyone was on the pitch. The first, first game of the winter. Yeah. Oh, this looks like fun. Can I come next week? <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to go again. Oh, that's that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the first league game I ever took him to was the Burnley game with uh, the corner, guy with the corner flag and stuff. Oh, bubbles, it's a family yeah. thing, isn't it? So. It's a family thing, yeah. And, and, and you, know, you know, obviously you're, you're on Twitter quite a lot and stuff like that. It seems this season, to be fair... It doesn't, it seems, I might just be maybe my claret tinted glasses, but there seems to be less aggro between the fans. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone appreciates it a bit more. Mm, yes, definitely. Not anymore. Um, mm. I think people maybe appreciate what we, what everyone's missing. Because um, we are yeah. all missing it. Yeah. You know, if you, if you go once a year, to, you know, just a simple fact of seeing people happy when we score a goal. We've had so many good results. Yeah. And you think... But Tottenham away, you know, I mean, good God, can you imagine that? Oh. You know, like, 
people who've been there will be talking about it forever. And I'm they'll probably in, in 20 years' time, there'll be about 3,000 people walking around saying they were there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, that's like, as they said, that's like, uh, that's like, you know, Frank, Eintracht Frankfurt, and, you know, everyone said <laughs> they, were, they were at the ground. But we had about 120 capacity, 3,000 capacity by the sound of it. Just everyone yeah, who's massive. ever been a fan. Yeah. Everyone, it was, it was just like the FA Youth Cup. Everyone was standing around the outside because <laughs> they didn't let everyone in. But, um, yeah, no, it is. I think everyone appreciates it a lot now. And, and the fact is, you know, when the team play well, people don't don't moan yeah, as much. Moan um, you know, people were moaning about the manager, and the manager now is doing a very good job. There's not not much to be happy yeah, about, is there? There isn't. And I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, I was I was pro Moisey. I really always was. Um, he to me is what West Ham needs. Um, yeah. You know, in that. You know, in terms of the steadying ship, um, yeah, he's not going to be the most flamboyant Mourinho-esque manager, but we've tried that; it didn't work. You know, yeah. um, you look at all of our successful managers; pretty much of them are grafters. They're they're strong characters. Yeah, most of them are British based. Or our best managers have been British based as well, um, and they've instilled a workman sort of like 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 attitude towards you know all the players, and they sort of embodied that sort of like, that attitude. Um, and you know, they've all bought, they've all got a cracking backroom staff. You look at John mm. Lyle and his staff, and Greenwood, and yeah, a couple of the other guys. You know, it's yeah, I hope this ages well, but there seems to be, yes, a, yes, now, a lot of <laughs> yes. Well, I think it does, and I think even you know, the fact we're you know, we're sixth at the moment. Um, you know, this will come out, this will go out after the. Palace games, I won't say anything, but yeah. you know, we could be in a position higher than sixth, or we could yeah, be in a position lower than sixth. But still, the games we had to start was, exactly. Uh, well, I took sixth bottom, I think, at this point. I think so. everyone would have. I think everyone would have. When you know, when you're, you know, I don't know. I, I yeah, take yeah, anyway, like fourteenth. You know, yeah. we got tw- we've got twenty points at the moment, halfway through. You know, it's safety. Um, although no, in West Ham, if we go down, point. delete this around April. This one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. yeah. When, you, when you're starting your second book, the, the not so the, not so the failed escape into it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it won't be such a good second, second, uh, second uh, book to the the trilogy. But um, yeah. no, it's 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 just, there's just something about it at the moment. I can't really. I'm you know you're excited to watch every game at the moment for me it looks like they've always got a, a goal in them i mean you and me mm. we've, we've been going the same times i remember fucking you know leads at home once at upton park and we lost three nil i think we had brian dean and mike newell yeah. up front and god <laughs> bless him we had joe jonesy was in it as well and and we couldn't it, it's it's miserable, it's yeah. exactly a miserable time and now it's like we've got this team that are hungry they they seem to all want to play. They're all um, at the moment. Yeah. Exactly. Know, and you know, there's not one player in it. I think oh, I can't stand him. They all just seem like the people you can get behind. You yeah. Know? There's there's no Michael Flinch players. You know, when you see the name on the team sheet, you go. Yeah. going to turn yeah. up today. Maybe one or two, but you know, not like yeah. six or I'll seven. Give even knows the benefit of the doubt at the moment. We're probably yeah. about the same ones, but I won't say them because I feel Yeah, but I think Declan Rice will get better. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. No, no long star for Newcastle. He's no, he is no Jonathan Spector. Let's be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, but 
the mercurial defensive midfielder that one game against City. That one game against Man United where he was just like a world beater, wasn't he? Do you remember? Yeah. And it's like, where the <laughs> he's been wrong position his whole life? It's yeah. like, no, no, he wasn't. It was just that one game. But uh, yeah, no, it just it, I, it, it's just a buzz around the place now. There's definitely yeah. a buzz around it. Um, he's getting a tune. He's got a cracking backroom staff, um, and you know we'll see what happens in January. You know, clearly there is a, you know, there is a. I think you know if we get out of, out of Christmas and we've got another you know fair few points in the bank, then let's go for the cup. Let's go for exactly. it. I mean, it's such a West Ham thing. Good. There'll be there'll be no bloody fans because we're still West Ham thing of all time would be to win this and no one ever be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, that is. Even more so than what I've spoke about with a book. That is the ultimate for us. Yeah. To, yeah, we have 1,000 people there <laughs> to celebrate winning. Yes, pass. Yes, pass around <laughs> Wembley. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is like the most West Ham thing possible. I yeah. really thought last year it might have been because there there we had definitely no one around, you know. And it's just, <laughs> yes, and it was like now it's like there's a possibility. Depends what happens. But, yeah, still it's... um. And it's it's a shame because you get like the games like obviously I'm at the gate I'm at the ground still at the ground and you know we've had last season the the Chelsea game um, yeah. we had the Wolves game the demolition this year with Wolves and it's like you know the the Man City game was good you know there's been some really good games and like mm. even like the Fulham game you know just for just. West Hamness was. Can you imagine how that guy would have been received missing that penalty? Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> Well, we used to do it. Do you remember in, in back in the day, back at like at um, Upton Park, when if if Lookman had done that at Upton Park, probably about early two thousands, mm. on the big screen, you had the, the, the clown. Do you remember we had the <laughs> clown He's... around the Super Sponge era. <laughs> well, the suit. I'm well. I remember that Super Sponge because that 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 got um, the last time they ever played that was when Casaragi uh, broke his leg <laughs> in, in yeah, his career. We got in trouble for that, didn't we? He, we did, yeah, yeah. Because I remember because I, I was I was uh, centering up as well, so mm. we were actually sitting my granddad, and you could hear his his scream, and then you look to the screen, and it's like, oh, hang on, it's a job yeah, for Super Sponge. He, he never played again, did he? No, it was the end of his career. Yeah, and we've got a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> He's been carted off. He's got his little cartoon sponge, you know, in a Superman outfit, like <laughs> waving him off, like. He's having his legs sewn back on on a pitch. Oh, before, God though. bless him. Oh, dear. Anyway, let's let's get on and talk about the 11. Um, because I, I can I can take a rough guess of, of, of the theme of the 11. Yeah. Um, is it the Great Escape 11? It, it, it will be give us, yeah. I've made one formation tweak just to get someone in because I couldn't in any good conscience put Lewis Bohemorty in a team I'd ever, ever do. <laughs> uh, I just can't. Sorry to, to him, but no. Um, oh, that's, so, that's uh, him. He's, he's not going to be on the it, channel now, is it? It's give or take a 4 3 3, which we never played that year, but um, yeah, it's people I'd prefer to talk about. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Let, let's start off between the sticks then. Yeah. Who's between the one, sticks? Any be my, my, my best ever team as well would be Rob Green. Um, yeah, just uh, fantastic goalkeeper. I, I hate to this day how his career seemed to get defined worldwide for the one mistake in the yeah. World Cup. But quite frankly, he should have been playing for the, the England team for two years before that, and that mistake wouldn't have happened. Um, they yeah. managed him so poorly um, in that World Cup. I'm not even saying, I think even when they went, he didn't even announce that he was going to be the keeper, Capello. And 
he was the best keeper in the country for two or three years before that. And, yeah. and I think that really started from this year. I think everyone from the specific season, I remember the Arsenal game, which is unrealistic how good he was. Mm. I mean, like I, I watched a fair bit of that game researching the books. I'm thinking, is it, was it what I remember? You know, because sometimes, yeah. you know, that keeper makes 11 saves, but really in reality, you sure. watch it and nine of them they should make. Yeah. And without exaggeration, Arsenal should, if they'd scored five that day, it, you wouldn't have blamed him for any of the goals that went in. To save mm. some of the things he saved, it, again, it doesn't get talked about. It's one of the greatest performances, I think, of a goalkeeper in, like, in the modern era, the Premier League era, for my mind. Yeah. They had something like 27 shots or something stupid. And without that game, we don't stay up. Without yeah. winning that, we don't stay up. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, and that was his best day, but he was a consistently great goalkeeper for us. Yeah, he was. For years. You know. And we had uh, when we interviewed Jimmy Walker, he was talking about that that game because he put well, he didn't even put himself in his own eleven. <laughs> you know I mean, look at his appearance feeds up for Jimmy, but no, <laughs> he, he put Rob in, and he's like, you know, he's like, obviously Jimmy is is um, goalkeeper coach at Ipswich now, and and yeah. he get any young goalkeeper, he says, you know, watch Rob Green, you know, you go through and watch how he prepared himself and everything like that, because he's like the modern professional, modern professional in terms of a goalkeeper. And the day before the Arsenal game, it, we were talking about it, and I was like, we saw about that Arsenal game. And he said, funny enough, that day, I remember it really, really vividly, me and Roy Carroll, who was a better goalkeeper, he said. Like, yeah, it's sort of from a, from a technical you know, mm. standpoint, necessarily a professional standpoint, but yeah. a technical standpoint. And I, 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 fair enough, I agree with that. He goes, we, we, we'd gone out, we'd done our thing, we'd come back in, we'd had some lunch, we just got changed, we was going out, going to, it's Friday, so we was going for, you know, Swift off in Epping or whatever. And, um, and Green, I was still out, still out of Ludo, doing one-on-ones, 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 yeah. one-on-ones, the hot, like a good two hours after everyone had pulled in. And obviously then, it works, you know, then he does that yeah. virtuoso performance. That was and... all they were doing. The first five minutes of the game, I think they had three one-on-ones against him. But he just yeah. came out and made himself big and was a good goalkeeper, you know. Yeah. Like, almost like Alisson, Alisson nowadays at Liverpool. Like, mm. he doesn't make unbelievable saves because his positioning's great. And I think yeah. Green Green was similar to that. You know, he didn't yeah. have to fly across the goal too often because he'd get out and make good angles. So yeah, I think he totally was great. massively underrated. Really do. But for us, so my time going, I think Ludo would push him, um, Fabianski now maybe, but not quite yeah. over a long period of time. But for me, I think he's the best keeper I've seen. I think also, I think with Green, I think he's, you know, where maybe he's, although, although I picked Fabianski in my 11, but thinking about it, I probably would have put Greeno, to be honest, or even Shaka, because, I, I, you know, I love Shaka. Shaka but, but with Greeno, he had that sort of dry humour as well, mm. which endeared himself to the fans. Obviously, yeah. Uh, England number six stitched on his gloves, yeah. and even now the way he interacts with people on Twitter and stuff. I remember him saving the foe and turning around and doing the badge for the Tottenham fans. Um, yeah, and stuff that. like that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. see Fabianski doing that. You know what I mean? No, Again, different era now. He's he's a very he's a professional. You know, he's he's yeah. a professional athlete. But um, that sort of little intricacies, that little sort of nuances, and that yeah. sort of personality traits makes him a different, you know, in a different sort of um, echelon, really, compared to... We're doing some long words today. Yeah, we're doing well, well, a dictionary for... <laughs> I speak well, no, he's not a Collins dictionary, <laughs> but anyway. Um, but yes, uh, very nice to... I made it myself. Um, but 
but yes, but he was he was, a, he was just a great goalkeeper, wasn't he? And mm. and it's like you know, as you said, if you look, if you probably rank sort of West Ham goalkeepers in the modern era, you probably got Parksy and Ludo, and then I think then it's then it's Greeno, isn't it? Yeah. In terms of all times, and um, no, great great guy. Um, yeah. Right, okay, let's put Greeno in. Uh, if we're going forward at the back, let's go left back then. Uh, left back would be uh, George McCartney. George McCartney, now he yeah. is was a steady Eddie, wasn't he? Yeah, just first spell, second spell, just just the ultimate sort of seven out of ten player. And then that year, well, we had a lot of um, a lot of uh, inconsistent displays. We'll say I think we got better when he got it when he came in. You know, which is yeah. nothing against Konchesky, who had done well, but we needed something that was reliable. And, yeah. and he got that. And then, obviously, talking about his entire career, then the second spell in the championship, and then we went up. Again, he was essentially like the same player. It was mad. Nothing really changed with him. And I, I think, yeah, he wouldn't be in my all-time team. But I think, yeah, in talking about this season, I think it was a, a very underrated player, I think. Yeah. Um, if you were doing an, under, an underrated 11, I think he'd be quite close to the, <clears throat> to the top. I think he just... You just know what you're getting with him every game. I don't, I don't ever remember seeing like a winger absolutely like destroy him for a game or anything like no. that. You know, people are getting the better of him, but he, you, they were in the game. He was all, you know what I mean? Like he was always, yeah, 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 yeah. Against them. He's yeah. like one of those players. You said he's he was, he's a seven out of ten every game, and he's one of those players when he doesn't when he's not playing that day. You notice he's he's missing. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, George McCartney. He's like you know, it's like the I call it the Carrick effect. You know, in Carrick left yeah, yeah, yeah. Ham and Tottenham and Man United, he's like everyone's like it's just, this team just doesn't work anymore. And oh, it's because you've got like this massive piece of the puzzle which is missing. Um, yeah. And that was like McCartney as well. As you said, he came for the second spell, and it was like he just slotted in. There was no yeah. like re- readjustment. You know, it was like. It was yeah, like yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he—I I don't remember. I can't remember him making a glaring error. But to be honest, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't remember him much playing as well. You know, no. it's just like he was there. Um, yeah. Well, that but, year, yeah, the, the season that year, he started injured, and then Konchesky obviously was, had the shirt, and he got it basically yeah. back end, and um, coincided a lot with us playing better. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put him in, which is half Konchesky because he was a good player for us. But I'll go with George on this occasion. Yeah. Hopefully Paul's not watching today. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Anyway, anyway, lovely mate. Right, okay, let's go. Let's go right back then. Who's going to be right back? I think you already uh, mentioned Lucas that Neil. in the spoiler. Lucas yeah. Neil, there he is. Uh, as a, a little plot thing for the book, I talk quite a bit about the amount of right backs we had before Neil signed. We had five different people play right back. Wow. Was the December we signed three in before <laughs> the season: Pantsil, Tyro Mears, which I don't know people. I I'd forgot. And my people weren't, and uh, Pantil, yeah. uh, Pantil, and then um, Spectre, sorry. God, dear. And then we had Christian Davy playing there. And yes. before doing the book, I had no memory Christian Davy was even at the club. He played like 20 games that year. Yeah, and nice. I actually said that in the book, I was like, I'm not b- picking on Christian Davy. I just had no memory of him being here. He's in every <laughs> team. <laughs> he picked in defensive mid, centre half, right back. It was unbelievable. Bless him. But that's yeah. that's that is a that is a trio of, of right backs. God, who's the other one good right back and decided to sign three bad ones? You know, like, <laughs> as as we do. Yeah. Oh, and dude. then we signed Neil and Lucas Neil. Even was a classic example, exemplary fitness record for Blackburn. Mm. Came yeah. last, got injured in his first game for a month. Came back, got injured in his second game for a month. <laughs> it just follows us, but. 
yeah, he would be very near like my all-time team. Just yeah. solid, a great leader. You could even see it on the pitch, you know, like how yeah. well he, um, mm. how well he conducted himself. And was just a really like a very competent and very good defender, and like yeah. knew the dark arts of football, which you need, you know, like for now, especially playing in those positions. Yes, um, definitely. Yeah, was a top-level fullback. Really was at that era. Yeah. No, he was. And as you said, and as a captain, a great club captain, but as, again, like it's just we're well, coming back to me now. When we interviewed Anton, he said of Lucas Neil that um that what he did was which he didn't remember anyone else doing, was literally he was if if they won, if they won, um, he would go around and collect a percentage of all their win bonuses, literally in a in a sock, you know, in a in a bucket, <laughs> yeah. whatever, and distribute it to like the tea lady, That's the groundsman, the, the kit man, because he's like saying, "Look, they're doing what they're doing now. If you give them a bit, could you imagine how they would go above and beyond if they, they think that we're going to win at the weekend and get another yeah, twenty yeah. quid in their pocket?" And leader, isn't it? Yeah, just a natural leader. Um, funny story about Tyra Mears. Um, I, I met him once. Um, in it sounds really wanky, but I met him in Dubai and I walked past him. <laughs> Tyro Mears, how you doing? He was surprised that I think anyone recognized him, to be honest. And I'm like a West Ham show. Sorry, how you doing? Oh, I remember you. How are you? You know, I think he was at Derby at the time, whatever. He, he was like, You recognize me? Went, yeah, of course. You used to play for West Ham. You're Tyro fucking Mears. You know, like, God <laughs> dear. And then, like, we had uh, when we knew John Pantsu as well. Um, he said, like, he loved West Ham, and he used to say that, um, because he famously did that lap of honor, do you remember, yeah, on his own? And I spoke, we spoke about that. We said, So, John, yeah, he said, Yeah, I did, did a lap of honor on my, on my own. I'm not gonna do the accent. Um, he said, But, um, because the fans really took to me, um, mm -hmm. we would, we were one, they would sing my name every game. Um, what's that? I don't think they did. They did, John. It was ironic if they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But he, yeah. but I left it. I didn't say anything. You know, he's got the memory. So, um, yeah, nice he enjoyed really, it. He enjoyed his time. They all yeah. enjoy their time. But we'll put Lucas. Yeah, Neil was class. He was class. Right, first centre back. Who are we going to uh, have? The uh, Anton Fernand. Oh yes. Yeah. I think he, he's a classic. I think if if he hadn't had the surname or the brother, I think he'd be remembered again as a much better player, to be fair. I Agreed. think he's brother, but he was a yeah. very, very good centre-back. Very he good. Was. Quick, good on the ball. Mm. Um, and during that year, he missed periods for injury and we were always worse for him not being there. And yeah. probably sold him too soon as well, to be quite honest. Yeah. I know there were yeah. issues with the club at the time, but I think he could have been like a long-term long centre-back for us. Um, yes. Very, very good centre-half. Yeah, and still speaks incredibly highly of the club. Mm. Um, loves the club. Yeah, and we did. Yeah, actually, because I didn't even bring it up, really, because it's like, he must get so bored of having the same question. So what's it like having your brother? As your and he actually came up with it. And he said it was a really hard thing to, to grow up because he was like there with, with Rio at the same time. Rio's a yeah. couple of years older than him. So it's like all his life, he's been at West Ham with Rio. And then... Yeah. Fatly saying he plays the same he plays the same position. Same and... position. And Rio was like England, you know, England regular for that. Yeah, exactly. After, you know, it must be be so different. I mean, even I know obviously they're brothers, but they look so alike as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean brothers do, but they don't always as much as they have. No, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, was, I, think yeah. I don't think he's remembered as well for it. And I think he's no, a no. Good player. He was a very good player in that era, definitely. Um, who's he gonna partner? 
in that centre back position. Uh, James Collins has to be, and again, he, James would be near my uh, near my all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Ginger. Yeah, and Anton and Collins at the end of that year um, coming in as a centre back partnership again, like obviously a judge decided it was solely down to Tevez, but it definitely wasn't. Yeah, and um, yeah, those two were a massive, massive thing keeping us up. Massive, yeah. massive thing, and and yeah, again, I mean, we got him back. We sold him too early as well. Um, mm. I'm pleased we got him back, and and he had a great career for us. So. Yeah, and I think actually him going him going away and coming back made him more of a legend. Yeah, because I think he he went to Villa. He obviously was 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 deputy to Richard Dunn, who, <laughs> and he, and he and he oh. came back like Richard Dunn. You know, he came back like a veteran centre back yeah. he had his head shaved he had his beard he he, yeah. you know, he didn't look like he well yeah you know, didn't have a ginger head in his hair you know he was yeah. completely bald but yeah. um he, he came back a, a real more old school defender and i think mm. I, and to be honest, I, that's true i don't remember much of his of his first stint really to be honest on no. top of my head i remember the second stint a lot more um maybe because it was it was sooner but it was, yeah. uh, it was sooner yeah, no, he still. wasn't in for that long but just he got in at the end of that season and mm. lost gabadon who was obviously yeah. a great player and and the two of them at the end really helped keep us up just doing the basics just doing yeah. the basic central defense and stuff definitely okay okay right so that's your four uh who's your first year three midfield man uh it will be uh yossi benio Oh, loved Yossi. Loved another one that came back. That's three of it we've had. Come back. It, uh, there, there is a there is. Uh, I'm waiting for someone to do a boomerang 11. Mm. You know, because there's a lot of players who have come they and have a lot of them have got, a lot of been goalkeepers as well. They're quite yeah, a goalkeeper. He's not obviously in this, but Joe Cole did. Yeah, didn't yeah, Joe Cole up. did. He did. Um, yeah, Ginge did. Yoshi did. Don Hutchinson did. Um, yeah, there's there's loads. TC obviously. You yeah, know, Julian Dix. Julian Dix, fucking hell, Julian Dix, technically Slav, Slav, yeah, technically Slav. Stuart Pierce, Kevin Nolan, um, technically because they came back, yeah, and Julian yeah. three times if you take his, <laughs> take his Ludo as well as goalkeeper yeah, coach. There's, 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 there's quite a few. It's um, it's, it's a weird club. It's this little club in East London which has this but incredible this pool with there. players. But uh, Yoshi, yeah. it's all about Yoshi. It's all about Yoshi. Yoshi. Just a mark, just the exact sort of football that I love. Just great on the ball. With being fair, it was better the year before than he was the 2007 yeah. season. But agreed. Just great on the ball, opened avenues. I mean, look at the career he went on to have. I mean, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. You know, like, and I always remember the cup final. I thought he, I think he went to Liverpool in the end off the back of how good he was that day. Yeah, he absolutely controlled the And like was unique because he was nothing. He was so slight. But I don't ever really yeah. remember him getting knocked off the ball. Or no, he? no. And, he didn't um, mind a tackle. And a lot of people. No, that's what the, yeah. That's what the people you know, said. Like, he's a very, very, very just technically great footballer. I think nowadays would fit in even better than he did then. Yeah. Definitely. I think he's your archetype. Could play anywhere along the midfield, like three now, you know, like um, just a great player and was a great signing with the club for next to yeah. money, from memory. Yeah, next, yeah, coming out from, from was it Cap, uh, Hackaby Tel Aviv, he came from, I yeah, think, I don't know like if he'd been in, I don't know if he got him from Spain or if he'd come, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. On that. May have done, may have done, I, I might, might, I might have Google. Spain and we signed him, I'm not sure. Well, I'm but... sure what happens is, is if I, I say it and then someone will say, actually, you're actually yeah. my own, was, was, he was, yeah, so, but I mean, the thing about Yoshi is, he was, he was just, 
and I can't remember who it was. We interviewed someone and they said about Yossi and how he really he did love a tackle in training as well. Mm. Love to get involved, love but love the argy bargy. So yes, you are correct. We got from Racing Santander. Um, yeah. yeah, shortly after they they formed a bank. Um, but yeah, right. <laughs> but he yeah, was racing think, Abbey National all the time. So. Yeah, exactly. Racing Abbey, Abbey yeah, and uh, <laughs> and they, uh, yeah, that must have been a, a misprint in in in, uh, in Wikipedia. Um, and and then played for Queens Park Rangers as well. What? Yeah, what he just went I... around London. Just did yeah, he did. He went yeah, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham again, obviously, and then Queens Park Rangers. He played for, and then he went back to. Uh, Maccabee Haifa, Maccabee Tel Aviv, uh, Beta Jerusalem, Maccabee Petka Tikva, and Beata Jerusalem yeah. in 2019. There you go, yeah. I Bloody hell, he's, he was still playing last year. Um, yeah, three yeah. games at the end of the book. I actually do a little where are they now thing or what? Yeah, to him I found out an, a random fact about Benny. He's the he was the first player. To ever score a hat trick yep. in the Premier League, Champions League, and FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my one. Yoshi, Yoshi Belly, in fact, as well. Yeah, yeah. Incredible, isn't it? Great, isn't it? Incredible. You'd never get it, would you, if you didn't know? No, it's one of those quiz questions. That's always it. We had it in a quiz. I think it was one of our quiz nights. That was one of the questions I put. In. I was so happy. I yeah. put it in. It was like, oh, you, you don't know that. You're never guessing it, are you? No, yeah, no, no, no. I loved it. No, sir, at all. Right. Okay, I'll put Yoshi in. Uh, who's your next one of the three, man? Um, will be uh, obviously too good for Mascarano, which is um, Hayden Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> which I joke because Mullins was actually good that year, and I think gets quite a bad rap for that. It yeah. wasn't his fault. <laughs> no, and what I thought about, and, and what's interesting about Hayden Mullins is he's one of those players. Um, I, I call him the Pete Butler effect, in that um, mm. he, you interview players of that time, they all put him in a team. Yeah, but no, none of the fans put him in their team. Yeah, and Mullins is the same. Obviously, you put him in because of you know. Yeah. You sort of if you had to pick an eleven, you wouldn't have put Hayden Mullins in. Yeah, you wouldn't have done. Um, I mean, Luke Chadwick, Luke Chadwick put him right back just to get him into the team. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's one of those things where you put him right back. Party put him every game. You know exactly. Um, but yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he was just, and obviously that that the season before, um. Yeah, losing him at the FA Cup, the, the the sort of the the week before the FA Cup final, so to speak, when we had that sort of dress rehearsal against Liverpool, and him and Garcia had a two and eight. Um, okay. Losing Mullins was a bigger loss to us than losing Louis Garcia yeah. for Liverpool. He, he and... blocked Gerard at the end of yeah. that game. I don't want yeah, to say yes, much, exactly. I won't sleep yeah. tonight. It's easy. funny. You see, when we players, he went like conch and stuff, and when you start talking about the FA Cup, they face like. Still, still, it's 14 years ago, man. My other half was sat on the side over there as a Liverpool fan, and she barely remembers it. Yeah, yeah, I live with it most days still. Weirdest game in the world, that was the weirdest (laughs) game in the world. When you walked out, you thought you'd won, yeah, you'd lost, but you thought you'd won. It's like, yeah, and just that image of Marlon Harewood's wrong leg swinging at the ball in the last minute. I was like, yeah, score anyone else on the pitch, score any leg. Other leg would have been fine. He would have got Anyone it. The other leg. This on YouTube's turning it off now. We've bummed them out. Well, after fifty-seven <laughs> minutes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Hayden Mullins and two thousand six FA Cup final. It's not great content for the inspiration for Stan Van Ager. Now become right. one for the purists. I think. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, Hayden Mullins, yeah, yeah, integral to that team. Yeah, definitely. and then um, 
Yeah, um, he's had a bit of a career since Noble, I think his name is. I've heard about this guy. Um, yeah. Wait, yeah, Mark Noble. I might have to type him in because I don't think anyone's picked him before. Uh, yeah, I think um, he might be on your one pick eleven. Yeah, yeah what is my one pick team? I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, just I mean, even that year, I mean, I think again a massive reason we stay up was him coming in. Um, but for the Tottenham game and afterwards, um, that was a yeah. sort of defining moment, I think, wasn't it? I you know, that. yeah. And like I remember, even the Bolton game at the end of the year, but Tevez scored two and then set Noble up for the third, and it, it, it just it all just felt it felt like one of us was on the pitch. And I, I really think one of the reasons that everyone has the attachment to him now, I think, started then, like specifically yeah. that year like um it really felt like all of a sudden because i think a lot of people felt a little bit disillusioned well obviously we weren't winning and couldn't score a goal yeah. and all of a sudden it was like one of us was on the pitch and he should have mm. been playing a lot earlier than he was a lot yeah. earlier but um by the time he got in and made a real positive difference and i I'm, i'd like to think he'd say his career obviously started there and has gone from strength to strength i mean he was captain mm. in three years i think you know for a little bit not Good full chance. time but you know mm. And yeah, and he, he would deserve it just off, even if he hadn't done anything, he'd be left at the end of the year. I think he'd still be in the best team of that season, you know, for what yeah. he did in the last 10 games. And, and obviously, yeah, you could do another two he's hours. Played I mean, a few he's, games since, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's been in and around the team since, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, he's um, our Steven Gerrard, isn't he? You know, he's, yeah. he's forever, isn't he? You know, like he's generations now. You know what I mean? He's your, he's your dad, he's you, he's your kids. You know, like, you know, you, you all know Mark Noble. Yeah. He's one of those players who, for a generation of, of West Ham fans, he'll, when he does retire, they've never supported West Ham without Mark yeah. Noble in the squad. Yeah, my which is incredible when you think about it. Like, he, like, you know, a couple of years or whatever, but for like 15 years, or you know, it's mental. Yeah, mental, yeah like my oldest Jack is 15 now. He's born in 2005. Noble's been yeah. playing for West Ham the entire time he's been alive. You yeah. know, like... He's been going, you know, obviously last game at Upton Park, the first game at Newground led us out. He's, 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 your, he's your era, isn't he? You know, like yeah. he's he's the, probably the first one, maybe him and Pyatt, that like my kids will tell their kids about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Noble was the legend, Pyatt was the, the cameo yeah. of my era. You know, yeah. like, and I think that's, you know, and you, well, you can't be overstating what he was. And what he no, was. exactly. You're totally right there, Dan. And I think obviously you've got, and it's those players of generations, isn't it? And obviously, like your dad will tell you players about Brooking and Bonds and, yeah. and Devonshire, you know, and the people before him will talk about Bonds, ability, you know, and Morrow and, and Hurst and mm -hmm. Peters. And, 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 and that's why that's I like doing this channel because I love talking to people of different ages because they've got their, their, their Mark Noble. It's yeah. really understanding, but it's not because. Obviously, Bobby Moore and Billy, but I, I was never yeah. around to see them play. So for me, no. it's it's all living, reliving their their sort of memories. Yeah, again, and and, and like, be to a lot of people, and, yeah, I, I hope. Yeah, yeah, I think people need to realise just how massive. I don't think most people do, to be fair, but how massive he is to the club. I really yeah. do. I think he's a, he's a real a real life legend. We're still playing for us, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Right. Nobes is in. <clears> right. So we're gonna have three up front. Who's yeah, your first three, man? Uh, marvelous Marlon Airwood. Oh, I love I love Marlon Airwood. At, at times, it felt like I was the only person in a crowd supporting Marlon, but <laughs> he had his bad days. Good God, did he? But um, yeah, <clears throat> his good days, he was as good as any forward. You know, the strength of him, how he could get away finishing. I mm. actually say in the book, I think he's one of the worst forwards I've ever seen when he had time. Yeah. 
Yeah. He missed so many one-on-ones, but as a snapshot or reflex, he was as good as anybody. He might yeah, have yeah, one-touch yeah. goals he scored. But if he went for a one goal, that was his problem. I think when he had too much time to think, he overthought it. But as a, as a reflex forward, he was outstanding. And, and, I, and I think there's there's parallels to our current striker, I to agree. be honest. I said this um, the other day. I think there's a lot. Yes. People compare him to Canute just because they're both French. Yeah. But well, I, I think it's more Herod. isn't French now, but they work. No, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know what you but mean. I but I think you're right. Similarities to the two of them, I really do. Because, as you said, when he had times so like, obviously, the Man United game where he sort of fell over his own feet, taking yeah. it around the. But then, like at Leeds, when like that snapshot, and he just like over, yeah. over a perfect overhead kick. It's like, yeah. or like at Sheffield United, we just like. Just twat oh, just it, this in. yeah, and it's almost like, yeah, I think he's, I think he's a better reactionary player than a, a thinking man's player. If yeah. that makes sense, I think Hare was the same. Um, I even think it's similar to someone like Antonio. Antonio's very similar, I think, as well. Completely. Um, you know, I used to love, I used to love Harewood because where our box was, so our box, obviously, our announcing mm. box was, mm. uh. Dr. Martins, or whoever it was at the time, now Pa, whoever it was, and actually it was Dr. Martin stand, and the Billy Bond stand, the Bobby Billy's, Bobby Moore yeah. stand, and then you had the police control, and the scoreboard, yeah, yeah. the second, like the first one, if you were facing from the same team room, and that corner, that was always to me, Harewood corner, because he would always get the ball into the right, literally yeah. into the byline, and do us a little trick and run along the byline, all every every game, yeah, every game. He played wide right a lot, didn't he? Especially yeah. in the early part. But yeah, no, I thought, again, I remember, I, Again, I say in the book, the game at United when he came on the last game, and I don't know where they told him to play, but he just ran after the ball for 20 minutes. Just, yeah. And I even watched this to make sure I wasn't seeing things, but he just runs after the ball for 20 minutes, just pressuring the ball. It's one of the best sub appearances I've ever seen because he just puts pressure on the ball all the time. And I don't think because he cared. And yeah, I, just, yeah. I think he was massively hard done to by a lot of our fans who don't remember him as well but i think yeah i think he was a very very good forward and i think again uh, we sold quite a few people at the end of that year and I, a few of them and i don't think a few, quite a few of these players were sold earlier than they needed to be because he went straight for villa at the end of that year yeah and i think we were almost doing it because we had the new owners and we had some money and i think he, he was he was really um someone that left us far too soon to be honest yeah yeah, yeah, I agree he was a very good servant so yeah fantastic servant um right so marlon's in who's the next one uh, it'll be Bobby Zamora. Oh, the Z-Man. Yeah, that season, he had a, a crazy season. I think he scored five in the first four games, five in the yeah. last five games, I think one <laughs> in the 28 between them. <laughs> um, but technically, such a good forward. I mean, I never really knew what foot he was. Mm. You know, like, would score goals right and left foot. I don't know if you, this means anything to you, but I've never seen anyone look more aggressive or angry when he scored. He seemed like he wanted to fight people every. He pushed people off every time. I remember Arsenal away at Ibury, and he looked like he was physically angry with people who tried to celebrate with him. The, the Tamori Ket Spire attitude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but such a good football. He could have been a great number ten. I always thought as well. Yeah. Like um, you see, just culture on the ball, could hold it up, play good passes. Mm. Probably, I know he got in towards the England team at the end, but I think probably if he'd had a bit more luck and better moves, probably could have got there earlier, to be honest. Yeah. Well, he had a knack, didn't he? He just had a knack to score. I remember that first season we went up, he was top goal scorer, I'm pretty sure, for like mm. the first like couple of months. And 
I don't remember him scoring a clean goal. I remember it no. like Liverpool. I think Liverpool it came off his arse at Anfield and and, and it won it came off his chest and but he just had a knack of scoring and, and yeah. you can't obviously teach that. And you know, he scored wherever he's gone. You know, it's not like you know, so a great career. He had a great career. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and uh you know, took Fulham to the what the Europa League final, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you think about it, but crazy but beat Juventus and slaughtered Cannavaro and stuff and it was oh, yeah man. it was a great forward and probably could have done more to be fair yeah it? yeah probably probably could have done um, which I think all yeah. he had some bad injuries so he did and you know obviously famously he scored the goal which took us up didn't he in the um the playoff yeah. against my brother, Preston my brother has a theory on him actually that he's the most valuable footballer of all time He's, he's scored two oh, okay. winning goals, two what two lot two playoff winning goals, one for QBR, one for us. Yeah. When I talk how about much? that game, how many people? Yeah. Yeah, a couple of hundred million, isn't it? Must yeah, be you know, added together. Two goals he scored has made teams hundreds of millions of pounds. You probably there aren't many people you probably say that about. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Maybe Dean Windass. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah, he did it for Hull, didn't he? I don't know if he did it again, but but he probably, he did, it for, probably did it for Bradford. I want to say, but maybe I'm wrong. Probably, but yeah. that's the only thing. But Bobby Z, you don't care. We're taking Bobby's ball. It's not No, we're not comparing Bobby Smalls. That would be the clip. You know, knows Bobby. I'm not. I'm not comparing him to Dean Wendell. Oh yeah. No, exactly. You'll be. It'll be like. There we yeah. go. No, what book? He'll never, he'll never see the light of day if he did that. Yeah, no book. Um, <laughs> right, okay. We'll put Bobby Z in. Who's going to be the the, uh, the last the piece? Forward, unsurprisingly, uh, and he'd probably be in my best team as well. Would be Tevez. Yeah. Um, it's. I think to be fair, what happened to him? Because people, you know, obviously didn't score for fifteen games or whatever. I think the entire story is the perfect West Ham story. Yeah. I think it almost would have been too clean if he'd just come in and been really good straight away. And I don't think, funnily enough, I don't think he'd be remembered as well if he had been. No, it was it was like a Hollywood movie, really, wasn't it? Sort of the near, near, the nearly man, wasn't he, for a long time? He kept hitting the post, and and obviously we got to the Tottenham game, and even though we lost that, I think that goal starts us staying up in the end. Yeah. I don't think without that goal we stay up, even though we lost that game. Um, just momentum, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just the sheer yeah. momentum of it, wasn't it? And it was just, I mean, I have a, a memory of like uh, we lost to Watford earlier in that year, and I remember him getting booked for like literally swan diving at the ball and punching it out, trying to stop a clearance. And it was like, what have we done to this bloke? He was scoring on the World Cup quarter final, but like he was so bothered. Obviously, he could have gone in the January like Mascarano did if he wanted to, but he yeah. wanted to see it through and make it through. And I think. You know, there's a reason that he's so, so he played what 25 games, if that, and he's so well remembered by all of us. And <laughs> like, made such an impact, didn't he, for for a relatively short career at a club. Um, yeah, particularly how how much we revere people like Noble and Billy, Billy Bonds and Bobby Moore right. and Frank Lampard Senior. You know, to play, you know, 25 games and or something, like, and 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 appear in a lot of not not just your elevated, you would be in your. Could be in your, your Probably, best if he moment. wasn't in it, he'd be very near it, yeah. Know? And um, yeah, and obviously, he bring but what that didn't he? he brought that back, yeah. And, exactly, and no yeah. one, although no he did it in the 70s, no, I don't remember. And it was, and yeah, exactly. Like, packed our fans when he got took off and not theirs, it's just incredible, yeah. Fucking different team. It's like, yeah. I remember obviously, then we played, our, our, we had the um, 
Argentina game, didn't we, at the, at the bowling that's yeah. that following season? And he came off the bench, and it was like a homecoming. It was like, yeah. don't play for us. And the great thing about him is that he owned it as well. It wasn't like we decided it for him. He was every bit as into it as all the fans. Yeah. Were. Just yeah. amazing, really. No, like, you know, obviously there were a lot of um, well, who owned him. We certainly didn't. Um, no. But, you know, I like to think he would have stayed. I really believe he would have done. You know, he didn't seem motivated. I think that was part of the thing. He didn't seem motivated by a lot of the things that footballers seem motivated by mm. now. You know, he didn't seem particularly money-driven or anything. He just seemed happy, didn't he, when he was with us? And yes, exactly. Obviously, he was in a situation where he didn't necessarily have complete control I mean, of where he was. To be fair, when he, when he got carted out that day, he looked like he'd been bundled out of the back of a van. Oh, Even yeah. Maserano, like, you know, and apologies, no, like, that, got you, these two toys. The press conference, it's like they legitimately don't know where they are. Like, no. it is insane. And, yeah, there's bits of football. Like, we say, we actually say in the press conference that we're hopeful they might stay for a year. And it's like, why is no one picking up on that? <laughs> like, yeah. We, we admit in the press conference, Pardew says in the press conference, we're really hopeful they'll stay past this year. It's like, why is no one bringing that up? Why is, yeah. Like, yeah, no, it was just such a like a. I mean, with me, Carlos Tevez, I mean, he, he as you said, he does, he did the interview like a couple of months ago, was it? He's like 36. He's the only European club he'd go back and play for would be West Ham. Come back, and I'd still have him. I'd, well, 100% I'd still have him. He'd still do a job. He'd still do a job. Just, yeah. Just, it was a connection you just don't get, I think. I no, no, you don't. You don't get them, and particularly for someone who didn't speak the language, particularly no. someone who was he was like from another continent, and only played twenty five games. He just had this amazing uh, draw with the fans and the fans yeah. with him, and uh, and it might be that sort of you know um, you know working class attitude, and he, going back to the favelas in 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 Argentina, that type of you know. Yeah. A hard upbringing, it, it might, just, might it just something clicked. It seemed like we fit him and he fit us, didn't yeah, it? yeah. Something just clicked with him, and and as you said, you know, he was, well, as you said, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have stayed up, I don't think, without his goals, obviously. And no, and he said that, that because, like, yeah, that, I mean, that that Tottenham game was like, like, you know, it's like the you'd shaken up a bottle of Diet Coke or, or Pepsi Max with cherry, it's my tipple of choice, <laughs> and shaking up so much, and then that game, you just let it explode yeah. and and that was it and it was and uh because he jumped because i remember he was like he'd hit the post he would like you know agonizing very similar to how we are at the moment we have like so many shots on target yeah, and they hit, post, hit post yeah. or um or it just misses the keeper or someone gets away and then that goal came in it was such a good great free kick and it's like oh my god and he jumps in the crowd and yeah uh, just I, was even, I wasn't even happy we'd scored i was happy he'd scored he'd, yeah yes you know, like, and that was like, why would you be that invested? Like, you know, like we're playing. I know this will go after Palace, but if we score tomorrow night, I'm not going to be happy at any specific player scoring. No, no. Fabianski, maybe if that happens, going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, if that yeah. happens, then you know, like, that's what I'm right. <laughs> that's hard. I'll be very, very worried about how the game plan's gone. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh. Our, our uh, you know, quest to find a striker has taken somewhat of a strange <laughs> turn if Fabianski's scored for us tomorrow. Uh, every position being goal, so you never know. Do you? you never know. But, you um, never know. You know, like, but that was it. It was just I was I can't ever remember being so happy that one specific player had scored a goal before. Yeah. Or since. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, no, he was just a fantastic player, wasn't he? Mm. And he's just one of these guys who's going to go down into West Ham folklore history more than anything, I think, because yeah, of the fates on the Great East Great, great, great escape, which, escape. Yeah, the people, out in January. There's enough interest now that people, you know, obviously be keen to read about it, which I think says a lot to what it was, the madness of him coming and then everything yeah. around it. So, well, hopefully yeah. quite a few people want to read it. Hopefully so. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It was, it was a nice way to spend oh, it. Yeah. I, had a, I had a lovely, I had a lovely lockdown otherwise. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so it's, it's a, is it available to pre-order now? available to pre-order on all, all major sites yeah uh, the uh, the publisher is pitch publishing um and it's available via amazon waterstones wh smith um and the official release date is january the 18th Fantastic. so available pre-order and if anyone reads this wants to look at a signed copy or anything that i have that ability to do that so just feel free to tweet me at the uh, the address below and um, yeah go. be more than happy to do that um and do it with obviously a, kind of as, as cost effective as i can make it in terms of uh with the publishers and everything yeah. but yeah no just really uh, it's a book by a fan for fans um you know like i, I i'm not taking like a unbiased view in the book it's you know i'm a west ham fan long lifelong and was there for that season and yeah just want to write something that i think will make sense to people hopefully cool. so. yeah definitely definitely man well, it's good. Good luck with everything. I hope it goes well with the old pre-orders and Appreciate stuff like that. that. And, uh, and and thank you for taking the time. An hour and 15 has flown by Yeah. without even blinking. That's why I love this show. That's why I love doing yeah, it. But, uh, really enjoyed it. Good. Thank you. And obviously, thanks everyone for watching or, or listening. Um, YouTube, Spotify, whatever. Give it a like. Give it a share. Yeah. Not and I'll just say to uh, my kids, Jack and Adam, if they made it to the end, and I just want to say well done to them. All that they well done to. and uh, extra Christmas present under the tree. Oh, oh very, very kind yeah. of you there. There we go. <laughs> Sign copy of the book. Um, fine, I <laughs> <laughs> they always do, don't they? Kids always do. Yeah. Kids always do. But yeah, it doesn't matter what, what, uh, what pandemic's going on in the world. Yeah, they always seem to do all right, don't they? But they um, anyway. Anyway, and until next time, from myself and from Dan, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Uh, wash those hands. Come, you irons. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Network.